same in China, China, different, different stories. stories. We are the ones that found their way, way in, life. in a new life. Adopted babies, Adopted from, China. babies from China. Hello, welcome to Adopted Babies from China podcast. Tara here, the usual. And this is my first time actually recording into the recording system versus the voice memos. The last time I did a solo show was more of a compilation of voice memos that I did regarding the DNA testing and birth search. And I have to say, it is a unique experience just recording by yourself for a solo show. I have found interviewing is a lot more natural and easier and you can feed off other people but I did actually post about the thought or sentiment of updating related to family and other personal matters that have happened because I mean it's a show that I created so why not and I think hearing each other's experiences and doing this for about two years now I really enjoy hearing what other adoptees have shared and what they are looking for when they maybe listen to each other or listen to the show or other resources that are available because our adoption is always going to be a part of our identity and that is something that is important. So I even wrote notes and I'm using this fancy microphone that has like a blue light in it So coming live, no, coming from Queens, New York City, and I have to admit, taking the break over the summer was partially because I got myself involved with quite a few activities, work. 2022 was my first year full-time of freelance work. I was not working any full-time job. I was actually working all freelance independent contractor gigs that provides a lot of flexibility with scheduling and also sometimes it just is very overwhelming you can get burnt out and i also did start to see someone and then that actually recently ended so that also takes up time i can pause and insert a note about how sometimes relationships or being in one really can affect you individually or how you reflect or interact with a partner and I think that I was definitely experiencing that too. I mean I wasn't really in Queens nearly as much partially because a lot of those contract gigs or the work I was doing was in Manhattan so the person I was seeing Uh, My ex was located in a very nice area of Manhattan, meaning like for transportation reasons, by some trains. And I don't know anybody who, if you're familiar with New York City, there's definitely some hubs, train hubs that provide better commutes than other areas of where you live. And that's where my ex was. And I have to say, I talked about it with him. It was very open about how I was like, I really am taking advantage of the fact that your location is by a bunch of express trains, a bunch of trains that are very convenient. So (laughs) thought I would um, throw that in there. And I had even gone also 
Oh, I also went to Europe. Uh, yeah, so backtracking. I went to Europe for the Berlin Marathon. That was back in September. So actually being in Europe was, was a big reason that I didn't do anything related to podcasting because I was traveling. But over the summer, I was training for the marathon, and I was also part of a dragon boat team. And dragon boat is the paddling of these boats with about 20 people all together, including myself, on each boat. And we had a lot of training. It was usually every weekend, Saturday, Sunday. And in addition to that, I was also trying to train for the marathon. So really, really putting myself out there. (laughs) And it was overwhelming. So I can say exercise, work, relationship. I mean, I wanted to take a break. And I think it also provided an opportunity as much as I I really do enjoy working on this show, and I still plan to continue working on this show, there is elements of sometimes, sometimes we all need a break and take it as we do. I think I imagine I'm not alone when I speak with other people or just my own personal experience too with it comes in waves. There's like moments where I really want to be involved with adoption and read about it, see plays, engage with resources. And then there are waves where I have to step back and just take a moment. It's overwhelming. But of course, starting this podcast show was a huge catalyst for me finding communities in New York City. I mean, the also known as organization. They have a new set of leadership that actually just started I guess about six seven months ago and I was pretty cool it was pretty cool to see that transition and also there were other organizations that have switched their focus as far as I guess like the branding right so families with children from China is now Chinese Adoptee Alliance fortunately the logo is very similar to the original but just a change so I mean keeping up with that I spoke with a few people who have started becoming more involved with the community in their own ways and it's really cool to see I mean also known as has a mentorship program Chinese Adoptee Alliance also has mentorship program too and I think when you find it, you can see that there's a bunch out there. And Chinese Adoptee Alliance. I am already backtracking from the notes I took. Okay, so genetics and testing. That's one of those things that kind of feels like I phased in and phased out. At the time that I was doing it, I know I was really sort of mourning the relationship I had with my family, my mom and dad, my, I guess my like adoption parents here. And it was a tough time because at, at, back then I wasn't hearing anything from my father and my mom was sort of sending out some communication, but it was very, I mean, it, I mean, essentially it was estranged. And I, I think even present day, it's not as, uh, I mean, I'll get to that, but so the genetics testing, I did it, I did it. I did 23andMe, I did Ancestry, but the one that I voice memoed about was the when I had to go into a doctor's office and get a blood test 
to then upload my DNA and that hospital bill ended up being a lot more because if you get your blood drawn at the hospital, they will charge you a hospital fee. So if you're going to get your blood drawn, don't do it at the hospital. Do it at a doctor's office specifically. Insurance does cover that, but they don't cover the hospital bill. So that would be my note of advice related to getting your blood drawn for DNA testing. And after all said and done, I did upload it to some of the Chinese websites. I believe actually one of them closed down or I didn't really follow. This is one of those I didn't really follow, but they closed down their site. And so it just seems kind of like silly that I was like, oh, I went through the process of uploading this DNA and now this site's closed. I want to say it was my taproot, but hey, what can you do? So ever, I mean, since it's probably been, what, six to nine months since I've even really thought about the DNA aspect. I'm glad I did it. It's out there. And yeah, it was funny to see that that one site closed down. Also, in this time where I was hosting the podcast, that site also switched their focus. So then I had to find a new platform to host. So now I do actually pay for a subscription. (laughs) I was getting, I was able to get by not paying for a subscription to host, but here I am now having to do that. And I mean, it's not a bad thing. I think I want to keep doing this sort of still for my own peace of mind and I just think it's like I'm able to talk to adoptees this is a way for someone to well like for this is a way for me to connect with people um big group settings are sometimes are still overwhelming I think that we all have our comfort levels and we find them so that would be my take on that and so the reflection on the genetics is like I'm glad I did it and now presently there's not much to say about it I always, I have heard this question, sometimes people usually ask me, but I would suggest, if in within the U.S. specifically, I don't know about other areas and if it's available, but 23andMe, when it is on sale, get the DNA and health combo, and you can get it for a little bit less than if you get the whole set. Yeah, so the other note related to relationships, specifically, I guess my family, friends, romantic. Yeah, I I also listen to a lot of podcasts that go into relationships. I like to read books about it. I'm I, I'm I definitely like to do research when I have a question or if it's like, oh, if this person likes me and then I look up articles on like signs and I look for it and I am proud to embrace that because I like to have the knowledge or information from sources to see what's going on. But Yes, I was dating somebody who I had met on one of the dating apps and he provided a lot of, he showed me like how to enjoy and have fun in the city because I think especially taking on freelance work, independent work, full time, I lost track of like being able to like enjoy and go enjoy nice food or do activities that are outside of just like work and running. So that was, but that actually lasted a total of what, six months, six, seven months. I want to say it here because I can, it's kind of fun, but when breaking it off, 
there was a lot of thought that went into that process like leading up to the breakup there were some signs some patterns that kept repeating that were I mean toxic essentially and by no means he's not a good person I think he is he has a good heart just maybe not definitely would say not ready to be in like a committed relationship this person is three years my junior not that that always matters but I think it did in this case this person was three years my junior and just moved to the city and that was fun but also for me I think I learned a lot of what I am looking for and I had to break it off so there's many things in everybody's relationships I'm sure if anybody asks I can go into it but here it's meh. <laughs> it's just a part of a you know an update I guess it seems actually I don't know but at the conclusion of this romantic relationship and I have had two romantic relationships in the past couple years in the city um, different experiences of course I actually have to laugh because I went on a run with the front the group the group the running group that I went to Berlin with I went on that run and one person I told them I was like oh I'm single and the person's response was like again and I said well I might you know what I might end up dating a few people while you know me okay uh, so I thought that was really funny and it just shows for me personally that I have grown a lot related to relationships I think there was a lot more insecurity after dating somebody be thinking that I was just like a stepping stone or I was somebody that this person was going to date and then they were going to find somebody else that they were going to like marry and that's not actually the case usually uh it felt like it and that's definitely an insecurity stemming but this is the first post breakup where I have felt like you know what I'm gonna find somebody or someone's gonna find me that we are on the same page at the same time there will be challenges because there always are and that will allow for you know growth I mean the the person I just dated I think we did have a lot we saw a lot eye to eye on many things but when it really came down to what was important to me I said I said I had to I had to go essentially and I did I'm proud of what I said and I have to say it here I told him when I was breaking up was it's like I love you and you haven't said that to me in our time together of six months by the way uh well no not I think it was eight months total I could never get the number straight but I it's like I love you and you have not said that to me in our time together at this point I I would think you would know if you did and but I love myself more and I need to think of myself and put myself first so that was my very like cinematic moment that I had it did occur to me while I was like on running I was like it's usually while I was running during the holiday season that I thought about this and I was like you know what that's exactly what's happening is I find you can love a person but you can't love their potential and 
I wanted to make sure that I had to put myself, because I do love myself first. It's taken a while to get there, but I thought that was important. And while the door was closing on that relationship, I actually decided this was the big update, and I was like, oh, I should make a podcast about it. Yes, I... On Christmas Day 2022, so right before the new year, obviously, I opted to call my family because before calling, my mom had actually sent two Christmas gifts. One of them was like a box that was sent from the store, the merchant, and it was a very nice coat. And then she sent another box, and I did open it a little bit early because I was curious, Uh, but within it were presents that that she had wrapped. And to me, that felt very... I don't know, very full circle in a way, because growing up, my mom would, she definitely is a very good, like, wrapping of gifts and stuff, Uh, but in the time that we were, like, apart, especially in the beginning of our big fight, and I had left, it was very limited communication, and my mom did send gifts, which was very nice, but they were very, like, I don't know, it was just, like, one box from a merchant or something, and... Gift giving is not something I do a lot. If I do it, it's usually like a really well thought out gift. For me, I when I show love, it's usually through like spending time together or like helping someone out. Um, my mom and my brother are very much like gift giving. And that was this year though, when I saw it just seemed like it was it seemed like a symbol that my mom was ready to to keep going or to move on and I took that as a sign too and it's like you know what I'm I'm like I'm more at peace it was just my decision to finally I mean I am the one who left home uh that's what the fight was like we had a fight it was related to adoption but of course it brought up other things and other stuff that my mom didn't really want to talk about or like for me so it's like you know insecurities they sometimes just create a lot of big fights but I decided to call my mom because in the past like two years there was like some messages exchanged or I started to message her more it was very slow in that sense of like building up to a phone call and I think I accidentally did call her once and it was still a very stiff phone call so I knew that was not the time and then but this this time on Christmas day I was like I'm ready to just I'm ready to call I remember it was, I had to go check on someone's cat, and it happened to be a very vocal cat, and I was watching two dogs at the time, too, so two dogs, two cats, and then there's another cat somewhere else who that was very vocal, and I decided to call thinking, oh, it won't take too long to, like, call and then check on this cat. It so happened that the person's cat that I was checking on, their door was quite a handful to open so I had to give up and then I ended up having this conversation in the hallway of someone's random apartment my apologies the neighbor was really nice because they actually helped me open the door sidetrack anywho um I called my mom and we talked and it I could tell in that conversation on the phone that we both seemed to kind of it just felt more comfortable it wasn't so stiff and then my mom's like do you want to talk to your dad so, like, on that phone call, my mom had told me that they went to visit family, not her side, but my dad's side, and she just updated me on everything else going on with, like, extended family members, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. She asked how I was. She asked about work, of course, because 
it's mom. It's a mom thing to ask. And then my dad got on the phone because she's like, do you want to talk to your dad? And I was like, sure. Because, I mean, I don't know what to expect. I was sort of in that moment a little bit taking it back, but also like this is the time to do it. So my dad got on the phone and I was like, hey, how are you? He he sounded calm. I sounded pretty calm. I was like, all right, I think we're going to be fine. But he actually apologized. He's like, I'm sorry we haven't talked in a long time. And I... I mean, my response was like, I'm sorry, too. I think we just needed space and time apart. And he's like, yeah, it's definitely, um, it was like, it's your your choice, essentially. And um, it's nice to talk to you. I missed you, you know. And that was what I said to both parents. And both of them said it'd be nice to for me to visit. Uh, because, yeah, that was the other side of it. I hadn't, I think I visited once. After all the fighting, I visited once. It was... Well, no. yes, I visited once. It was three months after we had a big fight. And then the next time I went down to the D.C., DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, I was visiting other people. Visiting home, yes, it's probably been, it's going to be about like three years by that time, I think. Because um, there's still other things, other layers of stuff. I don't need to, it doesn't need to all be addressed right away. I think as, as anybody, anybody can understand and learn, it's take your time and so that was the big update related to family I mean it was I think like two and a half years since I really spoke to my dad and then he shared about his family um, which growing up I don't remember hearing too much about his family so that was a big update I believe on his end so funny that it's like after I mean not to dismiss it but I originally had started therapy last year I think around this time last year to sort of because I was like I'd like to work through my feelings and thoughts related to my family my parents specifically I wanted to work through my feelings especially with my parents specifically and it ended up being a very unfortunate therapy relationship that I had Uh, at first it was okay but then the therapist sort of went a different direction and started to say some very mean and volatile things and I'm just like I'm just patient I just didn't want to respond right away on a particular thing and it all just went downhill so I can say I haven't been in therapy since that happened it was a little bit uh, I guess like another trauma in a way because usually I mean I'm sure we all can laugh but also in all seriousness it's when you are having trouble, you go to your therapist, but who do you go to when your therapist has been causing the stress and anxiety that you already experience? So I can say that I'm rounding towards the end of this, so to conclude, I am thinking I still presently, going into this year, continue to do independent contract work hustle hustle life that's what everybody tells me I I know it's not something that I openly share with my parents because I'm sure they'll think it's I don't know I mean I can I can surmise or guess what they would think of the lifestyle I have right now but it's sustainable and I'm definitely happier doing this the way I do it I think also I think finding like a full-time work or position, it will be 
it'll be a minute. I don't see myself doing that right away because I have not had the best experiences in full-time jobs and I know it's been what two and a half years since I was in a full-time corporate type role I can see like where I fall on those and how those went badly like I can see my role in it but it's not just me it's also the other party and it's not been the most enjoyable experience you know because I think we all when we get beaten down we just need a break and it'll take a minute to get back up from those beat beat downs i'd say uh mostly emotional yeah so i will continue i'm gonna continue hustling for now and treating this as an archive because it will be an episode in itself i am excited to keep doing this show i enjoy meeting adoptees i enjoy meeting people and just sharing my experience and hearing other people's experiences i love hearing podcasts and stories um because i think we all really do sometimes listen to stuff and be like oh yeah or sometimes we all do listen to things and we feel like hey i relate to that it's so it's so nice and healing to hear that someone else has gone through this experience or this event. Um, not all of them traumatizing, of course, but, um, you know, fellow adoptees without having to say so. It's just like, yeah, I know we all have this feeling of, like, being abandoned, essentially. Yes, so if you are an adoptee and you'd like to share your story, interview style with me, or know anybody who is an adoptee, usually Chinese adoptees, that's, that's the focus I usually do, um, please have them contact me. I am Adopted Babies from China Pod on Instagram and Facebook. I also am on Instagram as Land of Tara Shen, so L A N D. O-F-T-A-R-A-S-H-E-N And I did set up Venmo So if you want to support the show That's awesome too My Venmo is ABC Pod. <laughs> Keep it simple I appreciate you listening to this solo sharing more stories as well.